When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to uh, play back a conversation that I have with my uh, father earlier tonight. A couple of things I wanted to correct quickly uh, during the, the course of the conversation. Uh, the Browns actually had a 18-play drive that took up eight and a half minutes. I said 15-play drive. So it was an 18-play drive, and it bled into the fourth quarter. But because the Browns took so long scoring on that drive and because they hadn't gone for two before it's what screwed up the clock management for the Browns to begin with because then it put them back in the onus of having to score another touchdown to win the game it made no sense whatsoever how Stefanski managed that second half once Mahomes got knocked out no sense whatsoever because they score you have to go for two by not going for two, it made the game longer for them to try to make a comeback, and they never managed the clock adequately enough uh, that it allowed the Chiefs to play keep-away offense. So it was complete blunder, uh, blunder by Stefanski, but in terms of screwing over your own team, in terms of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, Sean Payton looked at what Stefanski did and said, hold my beer, because I will say this again. If the Saints had just benched Drew Brees, they would have beaten Tampa Bay tonight. Drew Brees was the number one cause for Tampa winning this game. Tom Brady was not effective and was not even in remotely in sync with his wide receiver core today. And realistically, the Tampa drives were started based off of Drew Brees turnovers. And all those turnovers are on Drew Brees. There's no getting around it. Even the Jared Cook play, that ball is thrown too high. Jared Cook is 6'5". He jumps up in the air and the ball is still thrown so high and so fast. It hits Jared Cook in the face mask. There was just, I'm sorry. At a certain point, you just got to own that as just bad turnovers. Drew Brees was awful tonight, but Sean Payton was worse for not recognizing how awful Drew Brees was and benching him for the sake of the team. I'm sorry. He may be Mr. New Orleans. But for the sake of the team, you got to try to win a playoff game at home. You've lost too many big games in the playoffs 
because of your over-reliance on Drew Brees. And it happened yet again tonight. Yet again. I don't care if it's Drew Brees' potentially last game in the NFL. At a certain point, you have an obligation to the rest of your team and the fan base to find a way to win a game. Bottom line. So uh, we're going to play the conversation, but you know it is just incredibly frustrating watching it. So the Chiefs win 22-17 against the Browns because of bad clock management by the Browns and just inexplicable decision-making not going for a two-point conversion to try to shorten the game in terms of the comeback, down by that much. Even with Patrick Mahomes out of the game, you're still down 16. you got to be able to find a better way of managing uh, your scores. There, just no, there's no other way of defending that. None. I'm sorry. There is no way of defending that. Then on the Saints side, you know, you lose 30-20 to 20, uh, to Tampa. But realistically, most of those points are directly attributable to turnovers. And yeah, Jared Cook had a fumble as well that got uh, that uh, Tampa was able to take advantage of and, and uh, uh, score on the turnover. But it's just bad picks by Drew Brees. I'm sorry. Just so much bad by Tampa. I mean, uh, by the Saints in terms of ball security. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of that is tied to Drew Brees. It, just bottom line, uh, you know, the Saints gifted that win to Tampa. It, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, just a bad night for the Saints offense as a whole. The Saints defense tried to keep them in it. But, uh, you know, the offense was just terrible. It's just that it's just uh, this was no other way of uh, putting it nicely. The Saints. Uh, uh, most notably at the QB spot, were bad on offense, and th- and it cost them a potential Super Bowl run. Because as I I, I said it before, if the Saints had just gone to Jameis Winston for all of his struggles uh, with ball security and whatnot, he could still make throws. And there's enough talent on that Saints team that I think uh, Jameis could have gotten them to the Super Bowl uh, with the talent they had on both sides of the football. The fact that they got knocked out tonight is just such an indictment on what happens when you let your emotions and connection with certain players override what's best for the team. And that's on Sean Payton uh, as a whole. There is no way Drew Brees should have been allowed to drive the Saints uh, team off the cliff this year. And that's exactly what happened. So without much further ado, uh, we'll take it over to the conversation uh, my dad and I had. And uh, enjoy enjoy uh, the, co- uh, the the back and forth conversation uh, uh, because it was a good one, uh, folks. Uh, but uh, just very frustrating watching these games tonight, and you'll hear it in that uh, you'll hear it in that interview. All right, Kelly. So uh, he- here's the bottom line with the the way those games played out today, uh, because th- this is uh, this is where uh, I I just. Like watching these playoff games today, we like I just can't get over what I watched because you know Mahomes goes out of the game. You and it's obvious that Mahomes has a concussion in Cleveland's mindset. 
their mindset was, oh, we get, we, we oh, we definitely have a chance. We, we, we got to take this game. And Cleveland went into this uh, from an offensive standpoint of we are going to grind the Chiefs into the ground and just run our game plan. The problem with that whole attitude about going about it that way is, yeah, you you can do that, but you're still down 16. Like like when they scored a touchdown, and it's nineteen to nine, Kevin Stefanski opts to kick the extra point, which makes no sense because mathematically, even if you're looking at it from a possession standpoint of oh, what if we miss the uh, what if we miss the two point conversion? At that point, it's a ten point game because Bucker missed the extra point. So like. You you already playing with house money. You can chip it into a one possession game with two two point conversions and, and two touchdowns. So you should be trying to shorten the game. Instead, they just kick the extra point. And on the, the telecast, Nancy even says it, it's like it's very strange. Every person was losing their mind online because everyone's like, "What is Stefanski doing? It doesn't make any sense. Why you would only kick the extra point? You're down." Uh, you're down two scores, and it's still the second half. It was an eight-minute drive just to score that touchdown. Like, the Browns weren't, at, like, operating with any sense of urgency. It was a 15-play drive on the Chiefs that took up over eight minutes in the third quarter to get that down, and you only kicked the extra point. It didn't make any sense. The Browns operated with no sense of timing that it's like, yeah, we still need to get the score. They're like, oh, no, no, we got plenty of time. The Chiefs aren't going to move the ball because Mahomes is injured. They operated as though their defense were going to shut down Chad Henney and they get a quick three and out and get the ball right back and they march right down the field again. And, and, and that's the mindset they had because why wouldn't you cut that to a one-score game or at least give yourself the chance to cut it to a one-score game? It made no sense not to take the two-point conversion there. I criticize coaches all the time for going for two when they shouldn't. But, like, that was one of those rare occasions where it's it makes so much sense to go for two there to cut it to a one-possession game because you're already in the second half and it's getting – and you took up a ton of clock in that, in that third quarter with the drive. It was an eight-minute drive. It was eight and a half minutes. Like, it was not, it was a very quick running game because both halves ran pretty quickly. Because the uh, the, uh, the Browns were actually treating it that way. They kept uh, they kept run, uh, trying to run the ball, keep the clock moving. The Chiefs were willing to engage and run the ball. But once Mahomes gets injured, the Browns' mindset has to be, the more possessions we have, the better our odds against this Chiefs team because they're not going to be able to score with us. We should be trying to push the tempo. And they didn't do it. And the Browns only have themselves to blame for that loss. They really do. Because Chad Henning didn't lose the game for the Chiefs. Like he managed the game. The like they were trying to they were trying to run the Chiefs were trying to run out the clock and the Browns aided them in running out the clock. What what the Browns have to remember is what happened when Mahomes got injured last year and Chad Henney came in. 
It's not like it's something that he's not accustomed to doing. He knows what is the plan when he comes in. We're not going to lose the game. You know? So, I don't know why it would surprise them. And they're lucky that he overthrew that pass in the end zone. But that's the other thing that bailed out. Here's what bailed out the Browns. Because the Chiefs were running the ball effectively. They were chewing up clock, and they were in position to kick a field goal. They were in field goal range before that pick by Henny. It was just the fact that they got into a uh, an unsportsmanlike penalty by... They brought in Ricky Seals-Jones for some reason. Like, the Chiefs have a bunch of tight ends uh, besides Kelsey. They bring in Ricky Seals-Jones for that one play. He He... It's... I don't think it's a crackback block, but he blocks. Uh, he makes a low block. He gets flagged for it. It's a 15-yard penalty. It takes them out of field goal range. And Andy Reid got a little bit cute with the play design call. He thought they might have been able to get a shot over the top and catch the Browns off guard. It didn't work out. And Chad uh, Chad Henney actually forced the ball down the field when he really didn't need to. And that's what led to the pick. But that drive that the Chiefs were on, the Chiefs were going to kick a field goal and put the Browns really behind the eight ball. I mean, the Browns got bailed out by that pick, and they had the ball. It's a five-point game, and the Browns, even though they mismanaged the clock, they had the chance to actually put a drive together to win the game. And what did the Browns do? They started running the ball, but then they started running these cutesy little pass plays that, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry. If you are in a win or go home situation and you need to get some plays done, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Like you're, you try to run these plays that don't involve Jarvis Landry or put the ball in the hands of Nick. It's like, Either one way or the other, you actually need to uh, uh, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, and I, I just, I, I just, I just look at it where you know they they do a sh- like it's uh, they had uh, uh, it was a shotgun draw play to Nick Chubb. Then they uh, they uh, there was like a another shotgun play where the Chiefs break it up, but it like there weren't any routes down the field, and it was second and eleven. And then on third down and long, they don't have anything set up where it, it ends up being um of uh it was it was like a running back it was like they were trying to set up a screenplay for Kareem Hunt on third and long and it gets shut down by the Chiefs and they have to punt it back and they never got the ball back like in the most critical drive of the season they did a shotgun draw a another shotgun play not featuring any of their primary wide receivers. It was like the third and fourth option, and then a failed running back screenplay on third and long. 
And that was the game because they punted the ball back with uh, uh, with uh, about four minutes left on the clock, and the Chiefs were able to execute enough plays, and Chad Henney ran out the clock on them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not that hard to figure out why the Browns lost this game. Like, the Browns treated this second half with Mahomes out like they had all the time in the world to score on the Chiefs and 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 get the, and and get the and, and get the scores needed. Like they really thought they had so much time to get it done. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're, you're, you're right. They didn't act as do. They was the team. They acted as do what they were the team in the driver's seat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that that was uh, that was uh, uh, on the Brown side, but you know, uh, even you know the Stefanski stuff is going to get overlooked because you know Sean Payton's got a lot of questions to answer for because how Drew Brees doesn't get benched in a game where he was bringing nothing to the table and you allow Tampa Bay to come all the way back off of Drew Brees turnovers which were bad turnovers by Breeze. Like, you could try to uh, finger point, and it's like, there's no refs in the way this time. There's no Minneapolis miracle. This was just Drew Breeze being bad, and everyone on national TV could see Drew Breeze being bad. And yet still, Sean Payton would not pull the trigger on Jameis Winston, who had thrown a touchdown pass already in that game on a trick play. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if you think about this, you take out that 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 um check play at the, the, the start of the second half where they kick the the short the, the short play. Right? And the pick by Pete Manning. Sean Payton won't have much to show for the years that he's been in New Orleans. I'm telling you, because that short play led to a touchdown, and with the game still, still in doubt, Pete Manning chose that pick, and that actually put the game away. But if you take those out, and you go back and you rest the watch of the, play, the rest of the playoff in New Orleans, it's lacking. It's lacking. It's a lot of games that they should have won that they're like, what the fuck happened here? And the only thing you can point to is that call at the end of the the, 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 the Rams game. You know, you can call it the, the Rams game. And it's not like that play would have ended the game. It would still have a chance for them to lose that game. So it's not like a definite Listen, I still say even with that Ram uh, losing to the Rams in that NFC title game because of the blown uh, helmet to helmet call, uh, you know, they still lose that Super Bowl to New England. Like I still think they lose. I still think they lose to the Patriots that year. So that's what I'm saying. They didn't show you that though they was lighting it up with. It's, 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 you know, they're going to, 
because they didn't have a defense to match the Rams. Yes, they had a quarterback that might have played better than Goff because I thought Goff was horrible in that Super Bowl. He missed that touchdown in the end zone by throwing the ball a little too late. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, yeah, that was one of the worst worst Super Bowls ever because you had a dominant Rams, you had a dominant Rams defense, uh, but a QB with uh, his uh, uh, seeing spotlights. Oh, oh, uh, oh, Callie, you would have loved this though, uh, because I talked about this earlier, and I said the Rams have to look seriously at a quarterback this offseason, whether in the draft or in free agency, and even. Uh, in his uh, 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 post uh, postseason interviews, Sean Payton basically says, uh, "We're evaluating every position on the roster, including quarterback." Even Sean Payton, I mean, even uh, Sean McVay knows he has to replace Jared Goff because Jared Goff can't get it done. Even McVay knows it, and I said this because. Uh, the amount of spoon feeding McVeigh has to do to get golf ready for big games, it, it it's too much work. It is too much work. You can get that production from other players. It like you even if it's a game manager, you could get some more than what you're getting out of golf. Because at least the game manager can improvise and see stuff on the field. Golf doesn't even see it on the field. But that was my thing. And that was my thing about this game tonight with the the Saints. You could see it on the field. Breeze is reaction time is too slow. He's not picking up on different aspects of what Tampa was doing defensively. So his wide receivers are seeing things that Breeze isn't picking up on. That's when you know it's time to pull the trigger and and uh, take out your QB because. The, he's making the incorrect reads that his skill position players are making better reads on. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas had his uh, defender beat on the outside. And and we talked about this before. Michael Thomas is a tall wide receiver. Why would you throw back shoulder on the inside on a three-yard route, which is going to go nowhere when... Again, you have the taller receiver throw on his outside shoulder or over the top. It makes no sense leaving that pass short. And, of course, it gets picked, and it almost turned into a pick six. Tampa scored the touchdown uh, uh, on the very next play. But realistically, like, Breeze set up that entire drive because it was such a terrible interception. Yeah, like I said, do you... Ever see Brady throwing a back shoulder pass to Gronk when when he has a defender that he's bigger than? You don't do that. You throw the outside shoulder or you throw it over. Why would you want back shoulder? I, I, I got your beat. I, I have the size and everything. You throw it the outside shoulder or you throw it over where he can jump and beat his guy. You don't throw back shoulder. You know, back shoulders is for Kareem Hunt and them, who will sing or Kamara on them, who with speed get the defender moving forward and, and do the back shoulder. You know, but I'm telling you, 
You give me the last great performance that Breeze had in a playoff game, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to pay you for it. He's very soft in these last set of playoff games. And like I said, even the Super Bowl, if you really watch his numbers and watch the game, you know, he didn't win the game. There were a lot of... The, uh, Drew Brees had a lot of passing yards in that Super Bowl against the Colts, and I'm telling you, it was it was Matt. Uh, you know, you know what I would call it? It was Matt Ryan esque, where you you fill up the stat sheet without actually doing anything meaningful. That's I'm telling you. You watch you watch the plays that meant anything to him. It's the kickoff where where he kicked the the the. The short kickoff and got the ball in in good position and they scored. And then it's the pick is the pick by by Peyton Manning. Most of most of the game was still in the middle of the field. Indianapolis had the better of those scoring chances, you know. And I and, I, and let me tell you something. And I know who's the better quarterback. But I'm telling you, if I switch out Peyton Manning for Eli Manning, that's Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> Eli wins that Super Bowl. Like, and, 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 there's, there's no even no no doubt in that one. Like we we've we've ta- we have talked about we have talked about this. We've talked about that game at length uh, because we've 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 always uh, we've always said you know that Super Bowl win by the Saints. Everyone always talks about the onside kick, but it's a little bit fraudulent because. Of how badly Peyton played in that game, like people don't want to talk about it, but it's like that was that was a horribly played game by Peyton. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay, quarterback for quarterback, night and day. Peyton Manning is is is, is the quarterback. Playoff game for playoff game. You go back and watch those playoff games. And see if you ever see Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning played one good playoff game. Is that game we got that court, that comeback against? Uh, New England. And and, and 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 to be honest, we we we've talked about this in the past. Why uh, we think Peyton played so well in that game against New England It's because they got down so much. Everyone thought the game was over. Was done, right? Was done, and it was gonna be. Exactly what we've seen before. So he had nothing to lose. But if you could show me those playoff runs that 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 that, that Eli Manning had, you understand? Going to Tampa, winning, going to Dallas, beating Dallas in there with Tony Romo, going to Green Bay, beating Red Five in Green Bay. Going to Green Bay, beating Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and beating Brady twice in the Super Bowl. And don't give me no fucking shit about lucky this and lucky that. I'm talking. If you can show me the bad plays he made in any of those games, then we can talk. He outplayed in all of those games, he outplayed the quarterback. So I'm telling you, if you switch out. Peyton for, for Eli in those games. New Orleans have nothing 
to show for the, the, the run to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. Indianapolis outplayed New Orleans all through that game. That's why Payton, George Payton did that onside kick. He was desperate. But Payton kept letting them off the hook. That game shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but it, but so he here's here's the uh, the uh, the takeaway I have from this one. Everyone's gonna be asking questions about what's Mahomes' health coming into next week uh, uh, hosting the Bills. My thing is the Chiefs got got away with one. But the, the the one thing that uh, the, the folks got to look out for is Josh Allen played about as poorly as he can play throwing. I can't see him missing that many throws next week. Like, that's the problem the Chiefs are going to have. Allen already had his bad throwing game of the postseason. I can't really see him having that bad of a throwing game. Uh, next week with uh, better better wait, wait, wind wait. conditions. Wait. Next week is Chiefs at Buffalo or Buffalo at Chiefs? The Buffalo at Chiefs. Buffalo at Chiefs. Right. So, you know, I like Josh Allen. I, I always, always had a softness for Josh Allen. But I'm telling you, uh, they would have to hope that Patrick Mahomes is really not a hundred percent. Well, here's the thing: I, I I still think that uh, you know you still take the Chiefs to win that game, but I think that yeah. game's a lot more interesting now because the 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 truth of the matter is, you know, you don't know because with the concussion protocols, it takes a couple of days to clear that. So it's not like Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to practice uh, this week. You only got it's like you got you got you ha- literally have a week to prepare. But Patrick Mahomes is not going to be allowed to clear concussion protocol until most likely Thursday. It's going to take a little while for him to uh, clear that uh, to clear that concussion protocol. And get and get full clearance at uh, practicing with pads again. So, not having a full week of practice and and getting ready for the offense. Get like you know this could be tricky for the Chiefs. Well, yeah, Buffalo is no slouch. Buffalo is no slouch. You're gonna have to beat Buffalo. You know. We talked about this. Stefan Diggs wanted a new contract. He want he thought he was number one receiver. We both believed he was the number one receiver. 
but the Vikings couldn't. But the Vikings couldn't pay him because they gave the money to Kirk Cousins. It's the dumbest thing imaginable. The Vikings had three quarterbacks in that in in that facility. You could have you uh, you could have not that we agreed with it. You could have stuck with Case Keenum. Not that we agreed with it. You had Teddy Bridgewater. You could have done that. You go for option three. You go for option three with Kirk Cousins. The problem with the Kirk Cousins thing is if you don't win in that first year, the amount of money you're paying Kirk Cousins, you can't keep all your wide receivers together. It's not going to work salary cap wise. And what did Kirk Cousins do? The same thing Kirk Cousins always does. Fail in prime time. So it's like they didn't even get back to the conference championship. That's how bad Kirk Cousins was. And that's what pissed off Stefan Diggs. Cause it's just like, wait a second. I know how good I am. I know we can get there. You gave all this money to this dude. We're not making any progress. And you tell me you can't get me the contract. Get me out of here. Here's the problem I had with Buffalo, with, um, with, with Minnesota. I don't know how they watch the game. You reach the championship game with Case Keenum. Okay? And, and the reason you lost had nothing to do with your quarterback. Your defense let you down in Philadelphia. Okay? That's the first thing. Because they basically was never in that game. They gave up so many points so quickly that they was never in the game. So it had nothing to do with your quarterback. So let's say you decide, I don't want to go with Case Keenum. I'll go with Teddy Bridgewater, which is an upgrade over Case Keenum. So you tell yourself, I'm going to tighten up my defense, and I'm playing from here. I still have all the flexibility that I want. It's not like if Case, it's not like if Kirk Cousins had won a Super Bowl or won a scoring title someplace else. He played good at Washington, but you had to ask yourself, how come the people that see him every day don't want to give him a contract? I mean, Nothing like that in whispering your ears that, hey, wait a minute, why they don't want to give him a contract? You hamstring yourself by giving him this contract, knowing. Fully guaranteed. <laughs> this doesn't work. I don't understand. I, I couldn't understand it. You give him a contract. You're not, this is not Tom Brady. You're giving a contract to. Here here was was the thing. And I wasn't as negative about the uh, signing as you were. But my whole thing was, okay, you think Kirk Cousins can elevate your wide receivers to be even better. Like, to get them to a next level. And that's the thing. It's not like Thielen and Diggs were slouching. They were still working hard. And, like, Kirk Cousins just couldn't get him the ball in big spots. Like, he wouldn't step up and make throws. And, like, and and to me, that's what destroyed that team. It destroyed that team because they were like, wait a second. 
Case Keenum was willing to take uh, take those big hits and step into throws and get the, get us the ball. Like we paid this guy this much money, and it's like it wrecked the entire team. And so, and I said this before, you know, I was you were much higher on Josh Allen than I was, but my whole thing was the reason why Josh Allen made the leap this year. It would no way it could possibly happen without Stephon Diggs. Having a true number one wide receiver elevates a QB to another level. If they have that guy, if they're not, if they're not there yet. And my and my thing and my thing is Josh Allen wasn't ready to be there yet. But when you put him in a position where he has weapons that can ch- change the game all on their own, it makes the game simplifies it so much easier. For a quarterback, it's like it's not like everyone saw Patrick Mahomes uh, gonna become Patrick Mahomes. It's like you saw the talent, yeah, but it's like when you put him with Kelsey and Tyree Kill, man, it's like yeah, it simplifies the game, and it, then he can start doing all this other crazy stuff. It, it's just night and day what uh, n- uh, number one weapons can do for a quarterback. And that's what it, it did for Josh Allen because it made it a lot easier that he could just use that big arm and he doesn't have to worry about overthrowing Stefan Diggs because very few people in this league could overthrow Stefan Diggs because he's that fast. Look, let me tell you something. When it had that thing with Stefan Diggs in the middle of the last season, when he kind of said, you know, uh, you know, when when he made it had that problem with it, said it, there's a problem with Stephen Dixon. He wants to trade, and that it. it's because if you can't throw that ball to me, something's wrong with you. Because I'm beating these guys by three and four steps and can't get the ball. Yeah, you know, and it happened and repeatedly. With, and and that was the problem with Kurt Cousins. It wasn't one guy you had. You had two guys. Because it ain't like Thielen was easy. And we saw what was happening last season with, with a subpar quarterback. How the hell it is you can't get the ball to these guys? You know? And like I said, the problem was with, 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 with Minnesota is it, it, it's like that. It's like that thing where you play for that inside straight, which is one of the hardest things to get. And if I don't get it, I can't win this game. Yeah. Well, well, well. That well, that's the thing. thing Because here's the thing. I mean, like watching that Chiefs game, like Chad Henney made some plays, and I'm like. There are a lot of QBs in this league that probably can't do what Chad Hetty did in a pinch like that. Just go out there and just find a way to get it done. Like Kirk Cousins, one of those dudes. Kirk Cousins would find a way to lose that game for Kansas City. Yeah. Hey, look. You got to know who you're trying to. You got Kelsey. You got Tyreek Hill. The people's going to take to cover them. There's going to be somebody else for you to show to. That's the problem I had with Kirk Cousins last year. You know. And then, it was so great this year, they traded Stephen Dick, started 0-5. <laughs> you 
Yeah. And they're stuck with him. Oh yeah, they're, 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 there's yeah, there's no getting around it. Like it, it is what it is. Like at this point, you know, it's just uh, we just got to like it. It is what it is. Like the the Bills obviously won that trade, and we said it. It's like you know the the Vikings got picks, but it doesn't really help you if you were at, like. The Vikings were in a weird spot. They made a trade when they were in a win-now mode to get picks for the future. And I know Justin Jefferson is good, but the Vikings window is rapidly closing and is now officially shut. Like, again, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand some of these teams that pigeonhole themselves into bad situations. And the Vikings, the Vikings did it to themselves. But but again, this is what I said for the Saints. The Saints, I said this and I firmly believe this. If when Breeze got hurt, if the Saints had just instead of doing this Taysom Hill nonsense, because Taysom Hill cannot throw a football effectively to be a starting NFL quarterback, that John Baton can like swear up and down that Taysom Hill is an NFL caliber starting QB, he is worse than Tebow. I don't care. Tim Tebow is a better NFL starting QB than Taysom Hill. And if you're telling me uh, Tebow doesn't have a place in the NFL as a QB, then Taysom Hill doesn't have a place in the NFL as a QB because he's a he's a worse thrower of the football than uh, Tim Tebow. But if you had told me that Sean Payton, when Drew Brees got hurt, would just flat out ignore Jameis Winston and submarine an entire Super Bowl caliber team to make sure that Drew Brees would have a chance at another playoff run. Because that's my thing. I kind of feel like Sean Payton knew that if he gave the, uh, gave Jameis Winston a chance to uh, compete and win the starting job in New Orleans, that it was going to be very hard to justify giving the ball back to Drew Brees if he struggled in the postseason again. Because he gets second guess even more. I kind of feel like they let Taysom Hill run around and, and do his thing because they knew that once uh, t- people would say, yeah, he this guy's not a starter QB, that we'd have a lot more uh, less issues accepting Drew Brees coming back. But this was my, uh, my issue with the Saints... Uh, in the postseason was we've seen Drew Brees not have it in him and he doesn't get it back. And like, you could tell within the first 10 throws, whether or not Drew Brees is going to have a good day or not. And I could see right away that he was not going to be good today. And it just like, it just kept snowballing where it's just like, get him out of there because it's like, you could see Tom Brady is struggling to get any sense of momentum going with uh, with uh, his wide receiver core. And even still, Tampa still never really got into a good rhythm. They were just able to run the ball effectively enough, and Breeze kept turning the ball over. Like, Tampa did not play well. This was a C, this was like a C, C-plus kind of game for Tampa, and they won by 10 because Drew Breeze was that bad. Yeah, 
But anyway, Kelly, it, it, you know, it, it, it's a, it's, it's been enough time dwelling on uh, the inadequacies of uh, NFL coaches these days. So uh, I'll let you go, but uh, oh yeah, well, because we got we got Patrick Mahomes injury watch this entire week now. It's like that's all everyone's going to be following. It's like how healthy Patrick Mahomes is because to me the Chiefs kind of need to be on their game. Uh, for the Bills, and I don't, I don't know. If they're actually going to be able to get any quality practice time in. Like this, this is a very dicey game for the Chiefs at, at, at the present moment. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, unless Tampa can step it up like a couple of notches, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get beat by Green Bay, and it's not gonna be that close. Like. Drew Brees literally cost the Saints this game rather than Tampa winning this game. This was just Drew Brees just being bad. Ta- uh, like I can't, I can't get, I can't give Tampa, I can't give Tampa credit for winning this game because of how badly Drew Brees played today. Uh, if they play, if, if 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 Tampa plays this game up in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is gonna carve them up. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, Kelly, you take it easy. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, just to put it into context, how bad that Tampa-New Orleans game was, Trey Quan Smith, who just got activated off of IR, only had three catches on the day. But, Outscored and outgained Tampa's wide receiver core between Godwin, uh, Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. AB got hurt, so you know whatever quad issue he had, he was done. Mike Evans was locked up with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, he only had the touchdown catch. That was it. That was his only production of the entire day. That one, uh, that one touchdown catch on a three-yard pass completion in the end zone. That was it. He Lattimore had him locked up, and Godwin was just not on the same page as Tom Brady. Like Brady just could not establish much of a rapport with his wide receivers. Like Tampa was struggling mightily to get anything done, and the Saints, by all accounts. Was still we're still getting production out of Kamara, even though Breeze could not hit people. Kamara was still doing uh doing effective work. Anyone could see Breeze was laboring through that game. That needed to be Jameis Winston playing in that spot. I don't care about sentimentality. At a certain point. You have a responsibility to the other guys on that roster to allow a chance to get into the Super Bowl. If you thought that Drew Brees was going to run out the clock against Tom Brady, of all people, Brady is eventually going to find a way to win a game. And they did. But they just had to try to manufacture uh, a win. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that, again, the Saints, the best throw the Saints had all day came from Jameis Winston on a trick play. But Jameis never even got back on the field after that. 
they had that one game and that was it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's very frustrating watching quality teams just go by the wayside for nonsense. And that's what I felt today was because there was no purpose to Drew Brees just driving the Saints bus off the cliff and Sean Payton just just gladly letting it happen because someone else needed to take over at the wheel and the only person that Sean Payton felt comfortable doing that with is Taysom Hill. And as a head coach, like that's just not it's not it's not an excuse. Like the Saints had more than enough weapons to take care of business against Tampa. Tampa did not play well uh, tonight and won by ten as a road underdog. I- I'm sorry, it, like that that is inexcusable. And and t- Tampa uh, Tampa's moving on, but the, it's hard to say that the better team won when it's not even close that the better team won. Like it was just the fact that. There was such a glaring deficiency at the quarterback spot that it cost the Saints uh, their season. And that's just the way it is. So uh, a lot to talk about heading into next week. Uh, Saints uh, going home. Tampa goes on to play Green Bay. Tampa's got to play a lot better to uh, to have even a chance against Green Bay, Uh, you know. Uh, Green Bay, basically, if they do their by-the-numbers approach uh, against Tampa, uh, the way Tampa played today, Green Bay wins that probably by even more points than they did against uh, uh, the Rams, and they beat the Rams by two touchdowns. Like, Tampa's got to play better. It's just that simple. And then when it comes to uh, Chiefs hosting the Bills, you know, I can't see Josh Allen missing that many throws again uh, in the postseason. Uh, I really have a tough time seeing that happen. Uh, it's just that, uh, you know, they got by it against the Ravens because the Ravens uh, struggled mightily against the wind as well. But we'll see what the Chiefs look like heading into next week uh, with uh, Mahomes watch uh, uh, coming on board to see uh, how he's doing. But uh you know, very interesting dynamics at play here. And uh, can't wait to see how it all shakes out. But uh, that's going to do it for the show. You know, uh, I-, I wish I could say that I, you know, it's unfortunate Michael Thomas goes completely goose egg because uh, it hurt my lineups. Uh, AB getting hurt as well c- kind of killed other lineups. Like, uh, lineups should have smashed today. And, you know, it just did not work out that way. But, man, it, it it's a brutal, brutal loss to uh, to take a beat that badly. Uh, but, you know, sometimes games just don't execute. And I told you to avoid Breeze. But even by Breeze being bad standards, this was uh, reaching new lower depths than before. So it is what it is. Saints going home and... Uh, You know, we move on to the next slate with the uh, conference championship. But uh, uh, that's all for now, folks. Uh, Have a good one. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. 